All right, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. So do us a favor, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell for notifications, and of course, participate in the conversation too by upvoting and commenting in the section below. Anyway, I'm here with Derek Vandegriff. We're going to talk a little bit of Ole Miss football. And Derek, one thing I've noticed over the last couple of days is the national media types, the Kirk Streets, the R.J. Youngs, those guys, Yeah, they, they're like a combination of being directly hostile to Ole Miss and ignoring them completely. What do you think about that? Uh, it's just kind of the way it's always been, isn't it? I mean, uh, you know, Lane's done a good job since he got here trying to trying to change the narrative here at Ole Miss. And, uh, you know, it's going to take people a little bit of time to to come come around to what he's building here. You know, uh, it's you can tell this is a little different than, than what Hugh Freeze did here, right? Like, you, you can see the, the foundation and the long-term uh, projection of this program, the way Lane has built it and the job that he's doing. And, you know, he's – He's really putting emphasis, obviously, on the fans buying in. And, and you know, when, when we have a good product on the field, it doesn't take a whole lot for Ole Miss fans to support whatever program it is. But it seems to take a lot longer for it to uh, for it to take a hold of the national media types, kind of like you're talking about. And, you know, the only way to change that is, is to keep winning. You know, we're, what is it, 17-3 and three in our last 20, 20 for our last 25, you know, uh, mm-hmm. You, you, you go look at the list of teams that fall into that category, and, you know, they're all big-time programs that have won, obviously, a lot over the last few years. And, you know, Ole Miss just isn't brought up as much as those other teams. Uh, but, you know, just, just keep taking care of business right now. You know, things are set up nicely for us. You know, we've this is where the meat of our schedule is. It's where we've got to make our hay, you know, and – you can't overlook any of them. You know, I know Auburn's down a little bit, but, uh, you know, that's a really, really tough game for us. I think we've all, what is it, like 20 of our last 26 against Auburn, something like that. Um, and then, obviously, LSU next week, Bama at Arkansas, you know, so on and so forth. I mean, it's it's a really tough stretch. But, you know, you look at what Lane's done here, though, and, and he's he's built it with, uh, with a really good culture with the players, with – with the fans and the people around the program that, that really buy into what he's doing. And, and you can tell that it's really working for him. Yeah, pretty good. And since this video, I'm going to replay it Sunday night. I'm going to mm-hmm. put you on the spot here for a second because you weren't expecting right. this. Uh, right. Any any update for fall baseball? Dude, I'm telling you. That, have you seen the exit velocities coming out of these scrimmages and such? I, I think we've had uh, – four or five scrimmages here in the mm-hmm. last couple of weeks. And uh, obviously the the name that you expect to see on it, every single scrimmage is Kemp Alderman. You know, he's usually right up there at the top. But man, Will Furness is on that list literally every single scrimmage. He is smoking the ball right now. Um, a couple of freshman pitchers have come in and are really throwing the ball well right now. Uh, but yeah, Furness is one that's, that's really caught my attention. You know, if we could have that that left-handed bat uh, find its way on the field after losing Kevin Graham. You no, know, plug him back in there if, if he's able to find his way to the field. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of the guy's name, but he's uh, the the JUCO third baseman that came in. Uh, he's he seems to be playing really well and you know re- really high exit velocities. You know that, and that's kind of what you look for in uh, 
in the SEC, guys that can drive the ball. If they can hit the ball hard consistently, they're eventually going to either get over the wall or consistently find the grass in the outfield. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it seems to be going pretty well right now. Oddly enough, the coaching staff seems to still be pretty good at finding talent. Who would have thought? Yeah, um, and Will Furness, that is Eddie Furness's son, for those who might not know, LSU legend. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and, and, and I'm telling you, if, if you hadn't seen it, just go back to the Ole Miss Analytics Twitter account and just kind of scroll back through it from the last few scrimmages. You're going to see him on there, 102, 103, 105, 106 mile an hour exit velocities. I mean, he's just absolutely smoking the ball right now. They actually had a video of one of his home runs from the from the scrimmage the other day that he hit, and uh, looks like he's got a pretty good swing on him, you know. And and so if he can find his way onto the field, plug that left hand to bat in there to go with Kemp Alderman and Gonzalez and those guys, you know, uh, go ahead and start seasoning him up. And you know, this this offense might might not take too big of a step back. Yeah, it should be interesting to see. Now, let's move on to the game um, this weekend against Auburn. Um, now, I if you listen to the Locked On Auburn podcast, if you go over there and listen to those guys, they don't have much hope for this game. In fact, one of their experts that was on earlier this week actually said this game had a chance to be a bigger blowout than the Georgia game because of what we do. So, they're – we're not dealing with a team with high morale, a fan base with high morale. So what do you see in this game? Well, I mean, not, not only do they not have high morale, it's not as talented of a team as you're used to Auburn bringing in year in and year out, right? They, you know, they're, they're down to basically their last quarterback, you know, two, two of them's out for the year with surgeries and, uh, which Ashford's a really athletic kid. You know, he, he can really hurt you with your feet if you let him. Uh, but the key there is to not let him and make him make plays down the field with his arm, which is something that he's shown that he just isn't capable of doing, at least not yet at this point in his career. Um, they're not very good on the offensive line. You know, up, up front, they're a, a shell of themselves from what you're used to seeing in years past at Auburn. And, you know, the defense was supposed to be pretty good coming into this year. You know, that's kind of what they were going to hang their hat on and kind of rely on that defense to keep them into games. And, you know, they, they've played well at times, but but you can tell that they just don't have the same caliber players on that side of the ball that you're used to seeing, especially up front. And, and you know, that's that's usually where they call so much havoc for teams in years past. And uh, But not only that, kind, kind of like you're talking about the morale, the buy-in, all that, you know, they can see the writing on the wall. They know what's coming. Uh, it's up to that coaching staff to get those guys up to play every single week and you know when when they know that that's not the guy that's going to be leading them very much longer that's a really tough job to uh to get those guys up every week and and kind of to your point with the locked on locked on auburn guys thinking this could be a bigger blowout than georgia you know i i totally agree with them because this that that game with Georgia, you know, that's the oldest rivalry in the South, mm -hmm. right? I mean, you, you shouldn't have to say too much to your players to get them up for that kind of a big game uh, that, that you play every single year. And especially the way Georgia is now, you know, that just kind of adds fuel to the fire as far as the, the hatred and the intensity to that. And so, you know, com coming off of a big emotional game like that against a, a rival like that, you know, it's a – key letdown spot 11 o'clock in the morning on the road against a really really good and sound old misting uh so yeah i i kind of tend to agree with them yeah in a sellout the place place will be sold out yeah. again um also yeah. they gave up like 290 yards rushing to georgia 
and like 290 yeah. yards rushing to Penn State. If they can't stop the run against Ole Miss, this thing will be over at the end of the first quarter. Yeah, yeah, they're they're really in trouble if they can't do something there, you know. And uh, against Georgia, that's one that you thought they would put a huge emphasis on stopping the run, right? You know, uh, Stetson Bennett's been fine this year. You know, just like he was last year, he was fine. He's not blowing you away with really anything. Uh, so you, you, you want to crowd that box and, and make him beat you with the weapons on the outside. And then Georgia has plenty of them, don't get me wrong. But uh, but that's where you want them to go to beat you, and they weren't able to make him beat them out there. And and if they come in with that same game plan against Ole Miss, and you know if if they think they can come in there and give up almost 300 yards rushing and be in this game, I mean, Lord, it's it's long to be 300 yards by the end of the first half because Lane's going to sit there and pound it on them. Yeah, he, he if it works, he's going to make them stop it before he does something yeah. else. Yeah. Now, what are you looking for in this game? What's something you have your eye out for? Uh, well, I mean, obviously the running game is kind of the big thing every single week for us, right? You know, you, you want to see us uh, keep keep feeding the rock and, and improving there. Uh, Caleb Bourne, you want to make sure he's healthy, right? You know, if he, he played a good bit last week for us, uh, but he's obviously a real, a real key for us this year because of the snap problems we've had when he's been out. So, uh, you know, if, if he does end up playing, which I'm sure he will, you – you get him in there. You try to pad a lead, get up three touchdowns or so, and you got to get him out of there. We we got to do a better job of getting those kind of guys out of the game when it's a little bit out of hand, because uh, we've we've got a bunch of big weeks coming up, you know. And uh, and then defensively, you know, you 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 want to keep seeing us get pressure on the quarterback. You know, we're going to have to step up and stop the run. I would imagine that's going to be their focal point. Uh, Auburn offensively, that is, is try to run it on us and and try to make us adjust a little bit. But, you know, we, we need to stop the run against them and, and force uh, Ashford to try to make some throws against us. Uh, but, you know, it's it's kind of the same old playbook with Ole Miss right now. You know, we're we're not in a position to where we have to force stuff on other teams. You know, they, they have to play against us. And we've kind of dictated both sides of the ball a little bit, really, all year. You know, we, we've kind of done whatever we wanted to do and we've made them adjust to try to beat us rather than us having to adjust to what they're doing. Yeah, I, I assume that Auburn is going to play basically the same game plan that Vanderbilt did, and yeah. they are going to do it with worse players. Now, Tank Bigsby, he super talented. Jarquez Hunter, yeah. super talented. Mm-hmm. They yeah. do not have a Will Shepard. They do not have an A.J. Swan on that team. No, so, I don't. yeah, I just don't see any way that Auburn can really make hay in this game. Yeah. So before we yeah, get out of here, what's the line. prediction of this game? Oh, the the prediction, I'm going to mm-hmm. go uh, 31 to 10. I think the Rebels get off to a hot start. Uh, like I said, kind of try to get some guys out of there, probably towards the end of the third quarter, you know, give up a garbage touchdown in the fourth to get them to 10. And, uh, you know, Rebels get out healthy and, and get ready to travel down to the bayou for a big 230 CBS game. Yeah, that that one should be a lot of fun. We needed sunshine. We got sunshine. I did That's not right. want an ESPN night game for LSU. No. Yeah, I, I don't believe too much in history and all this. Like, Auburn has won so many against us. That doesn't really pertain to this thing. But that's the one game that a night game in Tiger Stadium, I, I do not want. Give me 11 o'clock. Will Matt Luke this bad boy? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. You you never want to go in there when the sun goes down. You mm-hmm. you give those guys down there a good you know nine ten hours get good and liquored up by the time you walk into that stadium and you know you you know you're in for it that day. Yeah, it's something else. But anyway. Um, get more on the SEC by making Locked On SEC your second listen. Everyday host Chris Gordy and his local experts of Locked On take you across the SEC in 30 minutes. Make Locked On SEC your second listen. Locked On SEC. Derek, thank you very much for stopping by. Um, hopefully this weekend goes the way we need it to go, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. We've got, got a couple more to get through before the, the really big one gets here. Yeah, it's coming, and there's there's a chance for some hiccups that all three of these teams can beat Ole Miss, but if Ole Miss can get to Alabama undefeated, Man, it's, that game it's could be, be fun. It's going to be yeah. a zoo. All right, anyway, buddy. take you later. All right, hi, Toddy. Hi, Toddy.